Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's up? Hey, I threw that in my like stripper DJ voice. I know, I could tell. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> crystals to the stage. Cri- cri- oh, crystal. <laughs> Ebony to the stage. Ebony. I wouldn't know. I just saw, I've seen movies that have that in it. Yeah, I, I once watched an episode of 90210. Oh, really? Yeah. They had that in it? Yeah. Dylan was yeah. going to the I'm pretty club? sure Dylan was going down to like Baja, California oh, to do surfing. God. He and Brenda were on one of the breakups. Uh-oh. And um, yeah, that's, that, that's where I got that from. Okay, nice. I wouldn't know from personal experience. Not nor would I. But as a kid, I did watch 90210. Right. Yeah. God, it's such a corrupt show. No wonder my parents didn't want me watching that. Of course. God. Yes. Yeah. Trash. <laughs> um. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm waiting for your spiel. You know, I never know when you're going to drop it. I think we're about to start the episode, and you're like, ah, before we get started, let me get this out of the way. What spiel? How about you do the spiel? I, no, How about you, you no. remind the audience, if they're first time tuning like, in. If this is your first, listen, if this is your first time tuning in, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, you can also find us on YouTube at The Loan Officer Podcast. If you enjoy watching us and maybe sometimes you want to hear us on the way to work, you can also follow us and hear us on every uh, podcast platform available. That would be Spotify, YouTube, Google Player. Any, uh, she, I You're can't, doing it. You're I doing did it. it, but I flubbed you it up. It. And it's no, not the ready. same. Now, what about our social media platforms? You can all find us on social media at The Lonesome Podcast. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And you can also find Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. His name is Dustin Owen. Give him a search. And we are also on LinkedIn at The Lonesome Podcast. How about our website, John? Our website, you know, is coming very soon. It is tloponline.com. And Dustin hasn't said this yet, but, you know, just for anybody out there, you can also find it at www.theloanofficerpodcast.com. Ooh, I did not know know, that. I know, just a little wrinkle for you because, you know, you're going to ask. I figured. Surprise, surprise, I know, because, you know, I have to preemptively think, what would Dio ask me? And by the way, some people are going to go back and consume this months after we laid it down. Right. So it's good to know if you're listening to this after, like, let's say July 30th of 2021. Right. The website's probably up and running. Oh, yeah, it's up and running as well. Yeah, but we're laying this track down in June. Yes. And you're telling me it takes websites just don't happen like I mean, that. if you saw a Squarespace commercial, you would think like, oh, I could just rub my fingers together and I have a website. That's not how it works. But it doesn't work that way. I mean, again, if you want a trash experience for the user, but that's not what we're building that's here. That's not does. what we do, that's John. That's not what we we're do building. not. But I will say this. If you are tuning in for the first time, thank you. No, for real. Thank you, guys. Please share us. Please like us. Please subscribe. If you like what we're doing, give a five-star review. If you don't like what we're doing, leave us a comment. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah. Whether it's uh, a message through IG Message through Facebook, message through LinkedIn. Send us an email. Uh, guess what it is? The Loan Officer Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And I'm Dion at WaterstoneMortgage.com. There we go. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a um, secret. Like, you can find yeah. my info pretty easily. And I'm proud of how quickly we respond, am, especially you on the YouTube comments. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a badge of honor to be able to respond to, to folks. There's nothing worse than actually taking the time to leave a comment and just being deaded. Yes. We all know what it's like to send a text only to be like, oh, I didn't get it. That's a lie. There's no such I thing as a missed. There's never no such that. thing as a missed text <coughs> in like, 2021. Is it hard to send me the thumbs up emoji? No. Is it hard to click the like <clears throat> button? Just acknowledge that I sent it. No, I'd rather look at it, open it, and just ignore it, and then make up a silly lie when I see you face to face. Be like, oh, you didn't get my text? Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if I said, hey, John, thank you so much for doing X, Y, and Z. I'm indebted to you. No, no. Don't ghost me. No. Give me. 
like like my comment or give me a thumbs up or me, worst case give me the finger just something can you not say put ty in there oh. ty like i'm like i told my son thank it's thank you you can type it out mm, too much work it's there. eight letters too much but work instead there. i get two too much work and then at minimum i tell him then at least capitalize the t and the y mm, it doesn't autocorrect yeah, yeah. So, i know all right Today's episode. Today's episode. What do we We're have in store? Right We're going to talk about servicing. Okay. Mortgage servicing. Okay. Okay. Why did my loan get sold? Why does it? Yeah. Hold up. Loans get sold? Loans get sold. What do you mean? I thought I just, like, I got a loan through my bank or my mortgage company and that was it. Nah, not really. Really? Sometimes, okay. but not really. Okay. Yeah. So what happens? All right. We're going to talk about it? We're going to jump about. right into it. Dive right in. So this comes up, if you're a loan officer, how many times, like, do your clients, like, well, are you going to sell my mortgage? I heard you were. My bank doesn't sell my mortgage. My bank won't. Yeah, Deep breath. I know. Okay. Patience. And I want to walk people through how I answer that question. I want to elaborate on actually the industry of mortgage servicing, of debt servicing, of loan servicing. It's an entire ecosystem of its own. It is not a small little department. You must know this about servicing in general. Mm. If I run, operate, own a mortgage company, I may not choose to service my own loans because A, I might not be big enough. Servicing is something that you have to be either all in or all out on. Mm. It is highly regulated. Just like loan originating is highly regulated, loan servicing is highly regulated. It is something that if you are not big enough and you don't have experience, you shouldn't be doing. Mm. So you end up either selling the servicing rights of your loans to someone who is bigger, or you could do what's called a subservicing agreement, which is where you have a third party service on your behalf, but you still keep your name on that mortgage statement that goes sent out to the consumer. Okay. All right. But the whole question on like, well, is my loan going to be sold? I would answer it like this in today's day and age, the bulk, the majority. 75 plus percent of every loan that's being originated is sold, period, end of story. Okay, it is sold to Fannie Mae, it is sold to Freddie Mac, it is securitized into a Ginnie Mae security and then sold off in the secondary market to investors. Mortgages, this is unique to the United States of America. If you go to Canada, if you go to Australia, if you go to the UK, you are going to find a financing system that is way different than how we originate loans here in the States. The United States of America is one of the only countries, if not the only country, that actually offers a 30-year fixed rate instrument to finance a home. Okay? The only way that we are able to do that is because our government stepped up to the plate. They created these quasi-government or government agencies, HUD, the Department of Veteran Affairs, United States Department of Agriculture, Gov those are government entities that all sponsor or back some form of a mortgage financing, or Fannie and Freddie, quasi-government agency, which is currently, I'd call it a full government because it's in conservatorship and its, uh, its parent is the FHFA. Mm -hmm. But <coughs> ultimately, every loan, not every, but the bulk, mm -hmm. 75 plus percent of all loans being originated, are being originated to those guidelines then those loans are being packaged and sold as mortgage-backed securities. Therefore, the loan is going to get sold. Mm -hmm. So when a consumer says, is my loan going to get sold? And you know that you're underwriting to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac's guidelines because it's a conventional 30-year fixed mortgage or 15-year mm -hmm. fixed mortgage or 20-year fixed mortgage. Mm -hmm. The right answer is yes. 
Yes, even if I'm the biggest bank on the planet, I'm Wells Fargo, I'm Chase, I'm U.S. Bank. Yeah. Yes, more than likely we're going to sell your loan to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, or we're going to securitize your loan into a Ginnie Mae pool, and we're going to sell it off to a group of investors. Investors could be mm -hmm. 401ks, pensions, life insurance companies that want to purchase bonds. Right. Right, bonds. When you're doing personal investing, there's stocks, there's bonds, there's cash. Yeah, now, within the stock portfolio, <coughs> excuse me, there's, you know, small cap, large cap, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, foreign, et cetera. But there's stocks and there's bonds. A stock tends to be deemed very basic and elementary, high risk, high reward. Cash is no risk, no reward. And bonds is low risk, low reward. Mm -hmm. So pension companies and life insurance companies and certain people's 401ks, they like to invest a certain percentage of someone's assets into cash and into bonds as a way to diversify the total investment portfolio. Mm -hmm. The way to be able to take risk in stocks is to counterbalance it with less risky investments such as bonds and, and, um, and cash, mm -hmm. okay? So the bulk of mortgages get sold into the secondary market, get converted into mortgage-backed securities, and yes, your loan is getting sold, even if your loan was originated by a big-ass bank. Does the consumer even know why they're asking that question, really? No, I, I like that question. No, I find consumers tend to ask two questions because they don't know what else to ask. What is, what's my rate? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and they ask, uh, well, you're, you're going to sell my loan? And I'm always baffled on the right one I get. Like, I get, hey, I want to make sure I'm not getting screwed <laughs> over. Mm -hmm. But I also don't get it because there's so much more to a mortgage just than just the rate. Mm -hmm. Like we have to talk about financial strategies and it's a financial instrument to help you purchase a home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's different ways to structure it, whether you pay points, don't pay points and lender credits and with mortgage insurance, without, without mortgage right, insurance. Right, and right. is a 10 year arm better than a 30 year fix? Well, I don't know. I don't know your situation. Right. So mm -hmm. like that question of what's your rate is a baffling one, but consumers ask us all they know. And the other one is, well, you're going to sell my loan. Like, mm, what? Well, I'll answer it for you. Yes, more than likely, <laughs> mm -hmm. but so does everyone else. But why does it matter to you? And I think today's show for that consumer, like mm -hmm. if you're a realtor tuning in or a home builder, you're a mortgage loan originator, this show is as much for you as it is for your clientele that you serve. Right. This is something I hope that when you're liking and forwarding, you're forwarding mm -hmm. to your consumer so they can hear it from me, a self-professed <laughs> expert yeah, yeah, right. in the mortgage industry, or at right. least I want to be an expert in the mortgage yeah, industry, right. you know? So yeah, it's going to be sold. Mm. But it doesn't really matter. What you really want to ask me is, well, who's going to retain the servicing rights? Mm. Ah, because your big banks, your Wells Fargo's, your Bank of America's, your Chase's, your U.S. banks, they may very well. I'm going to make a sizable wager they're going to sell your loan. Okay. Unless it's one of their portfolio products, et cetera. Mm -hmm. we, won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. The bulk of the loans being originated are being sold. They're being sold to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or they're being securitized with the Ginnie Mae pool. But Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, U.S. Bank, the big dogs, they may retain the servicing rights to your loan, meaning they did your loan. They sold you off to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, but Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac don't service loans. You cannot get out your checkbook like it's 1997 <laughs> and write a check to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Really? No, they don't service loans. They use servicing companies. Mm. So there are servicing companies out there. That's all they do, like Aquin like New Res, like Penny Mac. They're just large servicers. They love to purchase loans for the purpose of servicing them. Hmm. Because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac pay a strip of income called a servicing fee to people to service your loan. Hmm. 
<coughs> and it's like not a lot of money. Now this is a volume game. If you right. are into mortgage servicing, you're servicing debt. They pay typically 25 basis points on that loan. So John, you got a $200,000 loan, mm -hmm. 25 basis points on $200,000 is 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. So they make a whopping $500 a year Whoa. to service your loan. That's not that much. That's why it's a, it's a, it's a, a scale thing. Mm -hmm. If you're not big enough, I said that in the beginning of the episode, right. if you're not big enough, you don't service. Mm -hmm. But if you service and you can do so well, understanding it's highly regulated, like if I screw up servicing your loan, you can sue me, I can get penalized, mm. I can get in trouble by the CFPB, mm. then you know, I have to be make sure I'm good at it, make sure I'm, I'm big enough. But I'm, I'm not just trying to collect the $500 a year on your loan, I need to collect it on your loan and a million other people's loans, because mm -hmm. that ends up being a lot of money. But here's things I have to do as a servicer. As a servicer, not only do I have to like collect the payment, I then have to remit to the bond issuer, right, to the bond holder. Mm -hmm. They want their interest payments that's why I invested in a bond. Mm -hmm. So the servicer has to do that. The servicer has to make sure they renew your homeowner's insurance every year. The servicer has to make sure they pay your tax bill every single year. Mm. What if you have a difficult time making your payments? Maybe something, maybe life threw you a curveball unexpectedly. Right. The servicer then has to work with you on some kind of a loan modification, some kind of a workaround. They call it loss mitigation. Mm -hmm. And there are highly regulated rules that they must follow. If they don't follow those rules properly, when it comes to debt consolidation or giving you options, then they can be penalized by the CFPB. Hmm. Also, when you're servicing loans, I still have to front the money that that bond holder who invested in that bond, I have to remit what is owed to them, whether you pay me or not. Hmm. So if I'm trying to service loans and I'm not big enough and I'm not servicing enough loans, and do I have the ability to front Hell no. Four, five, six months worth of payments no. until I can finally do some kind of workaround with you or I can unfortunately foreclose on your home, which then allows me to sell it, which then allows me to pay off that bond issuer. Sounds like a daunting. Yeah, there's a whole business that goes along to mortgage servicing. What I want people to understand is, yes, about the business, and I can go on and on, mm -hmm. like, while I'm on the topic. Servicers, like, they make money. Also, what they call on the float. Let's say your wife and my wife, because they're both a lot alike, they make our mortgage payment about two weeks early. <laughs> it makes them feel good. They sleep good at night. <laughs> our servicers love that because they have us and they have 100,000 other Michelles out there that pay early. Mm. They take that money, they throw it into an interest-bearing account. Mm. And although our payment was only $2,000 and of that, you know, 1500 was principal and interest, you get enough they're collecting yeah. 1500 extra dollars and holding it for two weeks from a thousand different people, mm. they're making some interest income right. on that. That adds up. Yeah, small things like late fees. Well, unfortunately, some people paid their mortgage late and there's a late fee. Oh, well, so if you're a servicer, service, you're collecting you, the late fee. So you collect the late fee. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Some servicers may may charge you to order a payoff. Hey, I'd like to have a payoff. Okay, it's $10 for us to calculate a payoff for you. That's a way for them to make money. Hmm. And the big companies, they love to buy servicing because they also have what is called other products. Mm -hmm. They have other products. Think of the Wells Fargo's, Chase's, and Bank of America's of the world. They do credit cards, auto loans, CDs, checking accounts, savings accounts, business loans, student mm -hmm. loans. Mm -hmm. Well, they may buy servicing, not just originate their own loans and service their own loans. <coughs> they may buy servicing because they want the ability to get into John Coleman's mailbox every 
25th oh, of the month. Oh, okay. Right. Hey, John, here's your mortgage statement, and here's a credit card offer, too. Right. 0% APR for your first 12 months, balance transfer at $10,000. Right. Hey, John, need a new car loan? Hey, John, you want some life insurance? Hey, John. Hey, John. Right. So, like, if you're running a mortgage business or you're a consumer getting a loan from a certain mortgage company, that company has a choice to make. They could service the loan if they're big enough, if they're set up that way, if that's a part of their business model. And <coughs> if they do, they're going to get their 25 basis points or roughly $500 on a $200,000 loan every single year for as long as they service that loan. Right. <coughs> Man, excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. Or... Mm-hmm. What if Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, Penny Mac, New Res steps up to the plate and they're like, hey, man, I'll give you three grand today. Mm. Wait a minute. Whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. I can get 500 bucks a year on mm. this $200,000 loan. Maybe. Or I get three grand today. Mm, give me the three grand lump sum right now. Yes. It's kind of like winning the lottery. Yeah. Right. If you win the lottery and it's a $30 million jackpot, a lot of times the state's like, yeah, I'll give you a million dollars a year for the next 30 years. Or I'll give you $18 million today. $18 million right now, please. Yes, I want $18 million right now, too. Mm-hmm. Like That's, that's going to be the angle I take. That's interesting. Yeah. And <clears throat> so mortgage companies and lenders, that's the decision that they have to make. So like when someone asks me, because I represent Waterstone mar- Mortgage in the Marketplace, mm-hmm. like, would well, you service your own loans? Maybe. Like, huh? Yeah. Like, well, we do, but we also sell our loans. But can I, can I describe to you why I don't think it really matters? And why are you asking that question? I'm curious. Hmm. Like I'm, I'm curious. Ultimately, your loan is going to get sold to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, or your loan is going to be securitized into a Jenny Mae pool. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, some pension is going to own your loan. Right. But if you're asking me, who are you going to make your mortgage payments to? Yes, the mortgage company I represent, we do service some of our loans, and we typically service them for <coughs> two or three years, mm-hmm. and then we sell them. Question for you: uh, Once a loan gets sold, is there anything like besides like potentially changing who you make the payment out to? Is there anything different? Like, no, hey, your loan got changes. sold, That's my thing. rate got sold, or no. like, uh, <coughs> I have to change the payment amount. No, nothing changes. Yeah, no, you have a mortgage and you have a note. The note is your promise to repay. The mortgage is the legal document that states the terms and conditions of your repayment. Hmm. That does not change. Okay. The only thing that changes when you're when your servicing gets sold is who you make your payment to. That's it. That is it. So, like, unless you just have, like, this dire hatred towards a certain company, yeah. it really doesn't matter. And just because you did a loan with someone who currently is going to service your loan does not mean that they won't, two or three years down the road, make the business decision that they need to sell some servicing. Hmm. If I'm trying to raise capital, because maybe I have an opportunity to purchase another company, right? Businesses do that all the time. Oh, I'm a successful large corporation. I have an opportunity to expand into a new geographic location or a new marketplace. Mm-hmm. I need to raise capital. Well, where are my assets currently sitting? Well, some of my assets may be in, more, in, in mortgage servicing rights. Mm-hmm. That's an asset that's booked on my profit and loss statement. I may turn around and say, wait a minute. Lakeview's willing to pay me $30 million for this bulk servicing strip of loans. Mm-hmm. This company I want to buy... That's going to allow me to exponentially grow my current existing business is $30 million. Mm. Okay, I'm going to go raise the capital here. Mm. I mean, it's, I wanted a new camper, so I sold my boat. All right, okay. I mean, that's that's the business side of things. Mm-hmm. But that is like, you know, are you going to sell my loan? Like, that's how I answer it. I answer it like, yes, maybe, somewhat. All loans get sold. Why does it matter? 
Where do you think they hear it from? Is it like some? Is it like a marketing term that like when some lenders say like, "Hey, we." Is it is it like a thing, or they just want trying to educate themselves, so they go online? And it's like a common term, so they're like, oh, yes. In my opinion, this is a hundred percent opinion, by yeah. the way. In my opinion, certain banks and lenders would use that as a emotional mm. marketing tactic. Like let's 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 dial into this person's emotional psyche. Well, do business with us because we won't sell your loan. Like they make it sound like it's right, special so like or dirty, like it's right, dirty right, to right. sell your loan. I'm like, well, are you not going to sell your my loan at all? Like you're not going to have it securitized by Fannie or Freddie or Jenny? Like you're not going to take it to the cash window and right? Um, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, do a loan with me so that I retain the servicing. Like, can you convince me right now that you're better at servicing than the next person that could do it? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a call center. It's a payment processing center. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just can't see how they could differ drastically mm -hmm. one over the other. Right. So, you know, for me as a consumer, it wouldn't, it wouldn't baffle me a bit. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to choose my lender based on who's going to do the best job for me. Right. Who is going to do the best job? The individual. Mm -hmm. Not even the company. I'll be honest. I don't care if it's Homebridge that does my loan or FBC Mortgage or Mortgage Firm or Guild or Fairway or Academy or Movement or Waterstone. I don't care. I care about the loan officer. I care about that loan officer's team. I care about who's going to be processing my loan and underwriting my loan and what type of access does my loan officer have to those people. And are you going to close on time? Or are you going to attend my closing? Are you going to pick up the phone when I call, text, or email? Right. Those are the questions they should be asking. Yes. Like, are you going to service my loan? Who are you going yeah. to sell it? Yeah. That, that's what I care about. Right. You know, and then I want to know, well, what's the best rate you can offer me? But more importantly, how does that rate correlate to a structure mm -hmm. that's going to make sense for me and my family as it pertains to us wanting to achieve our financial needs, wants, and goals? Because right. we're all in different places in our life. You don't have kids. I have kids. So I have to worry about things like college prepaid and 529s and you don't. Mm -hmm. I have to worry about life insurance. You, not so much. Mm -hmm. Right? So those are things that and questions I have to have answered when I'm a consumer. Mm -hmm. When I'm also buying a home, which is going to be my largest purchase of my life, it's going to be my number one opportunity to build wealth, and the mortgage is the financial instrument that allows me to do it. Mm. Whether or not my lender services my loan, I, I couldn't give two rats booties. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've had some servicers, like I would, upfront and honest, I don't like things offshore, period, end of story. I understand it from an economic standpoint. I understand that you can get super smart people in a foreign country to do the job at half the money mm -hmm. and it allows someone to to service loans at a at a larger scale and in a lower cost but personally if i had my choice no none of my services would ever offsource or, or, or offshore mm -hmm. anything um because i think i have a hard time when i call those people culturally having them understand mm -hmm. right they don't pay real estate taxes in their country so when I start talking about real estate taxes, so they really understand, no. or they're just kind of reading off a textbook. Textbook. It's but like, that's me as a personal preference. You listen to the show enough, you also know that my favorite professors at UCF were the adjunct professors. Adjunct professors. Yeah, I like those that do as well as those that that are book smart. Mm -hmm. um, my issue with people who are offshore, I'm guaranteed they're probably smart. They probably speak multiple language. I only speak one language. You know, they <laughs> they may have three degrees. I have one degree. Right. But culturally. I don't know if they know what it's like to live in Southeast United States of America. Right. Yeah. So like that, that's kind of rabbit hole and off topic. What are some of the things, some other things 
that you as an audience member would like to know about the servicing industry loans being serviced or things that maybe you think I should circle back on and spend a little bit more time on? Um, I find it interesting when you talk about when it's sold to the secondary market and is packaged up as a bond or another, another financial instrument and kind of how that all works because once it kind of goes into that ethos i don't really understand what what physically kind of happens to it i guess i don't know if that makes sense like you as a consumer it nothing that concerns you right but i think it's good to know that in order for the the united states of america and its banks and lenders to offer long-term fixed debt solutions 30-year fixed mortgages 20-year fixed mortgages we have to have a liquidity outlet we have to have some entity that's willing to take on that loan for that much, for that long period of time. And they take it on and they package it and they securitize it as a bond. Mm. The, the most common bond I can ever think of is a 10-year treasury. Yeah, I've heard of that. Right? Okay. The 10-year okay. treasury is a 10-year, you, you, you pay X amount of dollars to buy it, it pays you Y of a percentage, mm-hmm. and you have it for 10 years. Mm. So for the next 10 years, it's going to, return you X percent, 1.5, 2.5, and you bought it for X and they're going to return that money back to you plus the interest. And then at any time you could sell that bond. Okay. Right. That bond goes up in value, goes down in value at any time you, you could sell it. A mortgage backed security is very similar to that bond. It's a long-term debt security. But like the reason why a bank wouldn't allow, like if the bank didn't have that liquidity, if they didn't have the MBS market, if they didn't have Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, there's no way in hell any bank would ever offer you a 15, 20, or 30-year fixed mortgage. Mm. Because here's how banks operate. Banks attract or entice JC to come to them and deposit his $50,000 of hard-earned savings. And in return, they'll, hey, John, give us this money. We're going to pay you a rate of return to store your money with us, and we're going to promise to you that money is always liquid. Mm-hmm. If you need that money, you come tomorrow, we give it to you. Okay. No questions asked, here you go, here's your money. But while we hold it, we're going to pay you... 2.9%, whatever they want. Typically, mm-hmm. that's like a CD or a money market account. Then in return, when Dustin walks into that same bank and say, hey, I need a home loan, all they're doing is lending me your money. Mm-hmm. Now, your money is, is, a, is still your money, mm-hmm. but they're lending me your money, but at a rate higher than what they're paying you. So mm-hmm. they pay you 1.9% so they can charge me 3.9%. Mm-hmm. And that works all well and good. But what happens when you come and you want your money, they have to give it to you. Well, they need to replace your $50,000 deposit because they need something in there to offset Mm -hmm. my loan that they gave me. Mm -hmm. So they have to attract other people to come in. Well, what if the economic climate changed and in order to get someone else to come and deposit $50,000 to counterbalance the $50,000 loan that they have given me at 3.9%, what if rates on CDs or money markets are going for 4.5%? Ooh. Oh, shnikes. Hmm. Yeah. So now a bank is going to have to pay the next person four and a half when they're only collecting 3.9 from me. The bank is losing money. Mm -hmm. Banks, like insurance companies, are not Mm -hmm. a not-for-profit entity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're for-profit. They need to make money. So if we left it up to the banks, there's no way a bank could ever make that big of a bet that that Mm -hmm. mortgage rates and savings rates were going to stay the same for... 15, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So typically, if you're getting what's called a portfolio loan, a loan that's not going to be sold in the, in yeah, the, in okay, the secondary yeah. market, yeah. a loan that's not going to be securitized by Fannie, Freddie, or FHA, or Ginnie Mae, mm-hmm. 
That's why you're going to find banks doing three, five, and seven-year arms, adjustable rate mortgages. That arm isn't because they're trying to screw you over. That arm is protecting them against what the unknown, what could happen five years down the road, seven years down the road. If John still has this home loan in seven years, I need his home loan to adjust to current market conditions so it can match my business model for what I'm having to pay people Mm -hmm. for deposits so that I can then lend out and I can pick up a spread. Banks, all they want to do is they want to pay for people to deposit money. Then they want to lend that same money to other people and pick up a spread. Mm -hmm. Pay you 1% so I can lend out at three. My spread is two. That's my business model. Mm. Well, if it weren't for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Jenny Mae and the and the liquidity that they create, we wouldn't have the 15, 20, and 30-year fixed mortgages the way that we do. Mm. That is why loans get sold. There is a whole entire business called the servicing business, the secondary market that goes into mm-hmm. it. Most people know of the loan business the way that we talk about it as loan originators. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I need to buy a home loan. I need to do a refinance. Call your loan officer. Yeah. You know, qualify, DTI, LTV. Yeah. Good to go. Done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, there's a business behind it. A whole entire question business. for you: Is there a business after that? Like, what's beyond the event horizon of the black hole? Like after, like after the servicing, is there like a business after the servicing of it, or is it just kind of? No, but the business ends up being that servicing can be sold. Servicing needs to be managed, right? So if you're managing a servicing portfolio, you're going to have what's called runoff. Runoff is, hey, eventually John's going to pay us off. Eventually John's going to refinance. Eventually John's wife's going to hate this house and they're going <laughs> to sell it, right. which then causes us to 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 be paid off. Well, if you're in the business of service loans and your loans are being paid off and you're collecting fee income on loans that that, right, that are now right. being paid off, your your ooh, fee income ooh. is dropping. Right. So you, you have to go out and purchase more. Damn. Yeah, so there's there's trading that mm. goes on servicer to servicer and you also have to repurchase. You also, if you're a servicer, you have to protect your portfolio. You paid all this money to for the ability to service these loans. And then rates drop from 4% down to 2.5% the way they did a year ago. You better have some kind of a call center in place <laughs> to try to capture right. some of those refinances. So a lot of servicers, even if they don't do like what we call forward origination, they're not out there networking with realtors and builders. They don't have brick and mortar per se in each local market where they're trying to help the consumer buy their house. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of servicers who will at least have a call center. Because that call center is protecting their biggest asset. It's like, look, if John Coleman's going to refinance his loan that I bought two years ago, I would rather him refinance with me so I can at least keep, right, yeah. keep his loan in our ecosystem. Right. So, yeah, there's, there's that that transpires. Like, if you think of like, yeah, it's about like what happens afterwards. Yeah. But I think it's just un- understanding that Waterstone Mortgage can do a loan for somebody. Guild, FBC, Academy movement, gateway, et cetera, et cetera. We then could sell that loan off to a Merrill home, Penny Mac, New Res, um, PHH, but Wells Fargo, Chase, U.S. Bank, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We could sell that loan, but then even though we sold it to PHH, PHH is still going to sell it to Fannie Mae. Mm. But then PHH is going to retain the servicing rights. PHH doesn't own your loan. Fannie Mae owns your loan. PHH just owns the servicing rights. That's who you make your payment to. And Waterstone chose to do it like that because Waterstone said, well, I could sit back and own this loan for X amount of years and collect X amount of servicing income. Or I could sell it myself to Fannie Mae. Mm-hmm. 
or I'll just go ahead and sell it to PHH because maybe they're paying up. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're paying a premium. Okay. I want that money today. Maybe I want six grand today and not $1,200 a year for for the next seven years. So that's why things get sold, but it's also not a big deal. Nothing changes. Your rate stays the same. Everything about your loan stays the same except for who you make your payments to. The only annoyance, and this is talking from a consumer, is, yeah, it's annoying when I made two or three payments to this company, then they sold me, and I really love to do online banking. So then I have to go and set up. Ah, so the biggest thing was, like, you have to change your login provider who you use. Yeah. Oh, my. That's it? Yeah. That's really helpful to know, though. Yep. Or, like, at the end of the year when I'm getting my uh, my interest statement. Mm-hmm. Well, if my loan got sold, then I need to get two interest statements. <laughs> yeah, like because what you do is you get a mortgage interest statement when, you, when you're a homeowner, and you use that mortgage interest to hopefully deduct it from your taxes if right. you're allowed. Don't check with your CPA, your accountant, or your H&R Block person. But, you know, so when your loan gets sold, yes, you're going to have multiple of those sent to you. But it's it's really not that big of a deal. And it's, I think, something that many mortgage professionals don't understand. Realtors don't understand. Builders don't understand. And definitely the consumer. Right. So like this, this episode, like most that we do, <laughs> yeah. the goal was like, look, I don't care if you're in the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, the, 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 the housing industry. If you're a vendor, like maybe you're a mortgage insurance company or mm-hmm. you're a, a, an insurance company, or you're... Heck, maybe you're top of mind networks or you're a total expert. You're a CRM, like yeah. a Jungo. Yeah. Like this episode is for anybody who has ever <coughs> owned a home, mm-hmm. had a mortgage, or they aspire to own a home and have a mortgage. Yeah. And all of the people who service those clientele. That was great. You think they helped? Absolutely. I hope it helped. Like, look. If you didn't understand something because either I I talked too fast <laughs> or I jumped around too much. I would do my best to answer your questions. Just reach out to me. Like John said earlier on the on the show, we're basically anywhere that you can find people. <laughs> right? You can watch this on YouTube. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere podcasts are found. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, Dustin Owen. We also have social media pages, TikTok, LinkedIn. Yeah. Like LinkedIn has its own page. Yes. Instagram, Facebook, at the Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. We love pushing out content. We love hearing from you. We love your suggestions. If you're a first-time listener and you made it this far, thank you. Thank you. If you're a long-time viewer or listener, keep it up. We appreciate the hell out of you. Yes. We really do. Yes. And let us know what we can do to better serve you in your community. Share us, like us, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you for today and today's episode. But check us back in a few days. We'll drop another episode. Yep. And let us know what you think. Peace. Peace.